2: <laughs> I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get the bands I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan Know when my mother getting old and I don't know time Gotta keep a couple for the road to us You're to us Yeah
0: To the honest
2: touch allegiance I stand I'm going to pull a the white sand I saying. Yeah. give it all to this fucking white yeah, yeah. sand What's, What's, that? What's, that? What's been
3: <laughs> okay. hey, right. I'm trying to keep
4: Yo, level what's the Y'all hope all is well Welcome back
3: to another episode to I'm you
4: Omar, I'm Jelan And I'm Spicy Marty
3: Hello And this is another episode of the number one podcast in Los Angeles Nice and neat As you can see, we have an incredible guest today And, and for the audience, you guys have been asking for some good female energy Some well-balanced perspective And I think today, fellas Come on I think today, fellas we're going to give it to him. Yes, sir. We're going to give it to him. We got an incredible guest. As I said, we have Spicy here with us today. She is a relationship expert oh. and I have some questions. I, hope I got you guys some got too. Questions. I got some <laughs> too. As well. Yeah. Spicy, you tell
4: us a little bit about yourself. Come on. So I am a relationship expert, magnetic mm-hmm. matchmaker. I am the founder of the Spicy Life Relationship Consulting Firm, Hello. Uh, where I coach and counsel singles and couples. To uh, attract their purpose mate and then also retain their purpose mate, right? To become the best version of themselves by being in alignment with their partner.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: Mm. Purpose mate.
2: So that means we're gonna be. Giving a lot of game this episode. Oh, for sure. I so all you struggling I usually charge singles. thousands for this. Wow. Uh,
4: but I'm going to kick it up to you for I
5: think I can vouch for that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think I can vouch for that one. Oh, you yeah. see spicy? <laughs> uh, Yeah, me and spicy got a relationship. For Something. those of you guys that caught the first episode of keeping relationships spicy, I mentioned um just a tip that you could use uh for uh, staycations and just how to keep your relationship spicy, how to keep the relationship spicy. And I got my one of the tips that I named about just writing notes. Um, about what turns you on to your partner. I got that from Spicy. So, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. You know, I was proud of you. I didn't mention her name in the episode, but since she's here, let me tell y'all this is where I got the game from. Okay. <laughs> okay. So no, I see? was
4: proud of you and the conversation you guys held. I listened Thank to that you. episode and I was like, oh, yes, look at these men over here sharing, being vulnerable.
2: So if I was single and I'm watching or listening to this right now, I would probably get a notepad out.
5: Oh. You have to. I would
2: probably get a notepad It's going to be out. one of them ones. Yeah, you might want to sit out for this. I don't know how deep Spicy's going to go, how many gems she's going to give away. But, <laughs> let's you know, go there. I'm ready. Let, let's get into it.
3: Let, let's start with something. First and foremost, off camera, we learned that Spicy is actually an acronym. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Let's, let's, let's start <laughs> with that before we get too deep. What does Spicy stand for?
4: Spicy stands for self passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. Those are the five fundamental elements you need Mm -hmm. for a healthy relationship. So if you don't have those five things, chances are your love life is gonna be struggling. And that is the method that I created in my uh, master's program in doing research around what you need in order to thrive in a relationship, right? And so when it comes to the curriculum that I give and how I coach my clients, they start with a spicy assessment so I can see, okay, where are you weak? And then where are your areas of improvement? Where can we grow you to become stronger? And then throughout 90 days, you are going through the process with me and I'm holding you accountable to becoming spicy.
2: Now, the spicy method, is it something that you kind of got to through through heartbreak, through trial and tribulation or mm. like how would you get through that? Mm. You know, what I mean, did you read a book and it's like, you know what? Let me put these things together.
4: I love that. OK, so uh, research, right? So like you have to do a, in school, like case studies. And mm. it was already on my heart. Like I already understood my purpose in life and mission, which is to restore the family unit. But me understanding mm. like where the challenges that we have in relationship and like the true Um, story begins in my adolescence with like me seeing my mom jump from relationship to relationship, but liking when she was in relationship better than when she was single. Uh, we had more Mm. money. We had, I had more toys, more food. Like I was like, Oh, this is the best mom, keep dating. And so I would be going up to me in the grocery store at the gas station, pitching me and my mom as this amazing package. And so she saw like, Oh, my daughter is good. Like my daughter has a gift, right? I had the gift of connection. And so my mom was married three times from just me like pitching her, pretty much. And then she was like, let me direct this energy. Like You have a spiritual gift on your heart, but let me direct it so that you also have the education behind it so that you, too, also don't make the same mistakes as me in seeing that a lot of her self-worth was wrapped around relationship Mm. and that she was not happy unless she was in relationship. Mm. And so my studies, when I went to school, was like, okay, why is that? What is it that we need? You know, and that's where the self comes from, like really understanding not just who you are, what you want and what you have to offer, but also like what does it look like when I truly do know myself and know how I operate in relationship so that that way I can actually attain my relationship goals, right? And be with somebody who's compatible with me and understand that my value doesn't lessen just because of rejection and that it actually looks like, okay, One man's no was another man's yes, let me keep going. Mm -hmm.
5: Wow. So you create curriculums. You're technically a teacher. I think (laughs) you you basically answered this question, but just for our followers, our listeners, our viewers, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like, what truly qualifies you to be a relationship expert? And, like, where does that title come from? Because we see people call themselves experts all the time. For sure, for sure. All the time. It's like, well, who... Gave you the expert title. You <laughs> Are know you what a I mean?
4: self-proclaimed expert? And, 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 and right. if it is,
5: that's fine, right? But like, where, how did, where did you get that from? Yeah,
4: I love that question. Um, in order to really be qualified as an expert in something, you have to be in that uh, that craft, right? For more than 10 years. Um, so Is it 10 years or 10,000 hours?
5: <laughs> no, 10, because
4: I, I, I've actually I heard saw that something before. that I've said 10,000
2: hours actually... Equals like five years.
4: I've heard both. I have heard your theory on the 10,000 hours, but also 10 years when it comes to the profession, right? I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. So one qualified there. Then we talk about like academics qualified there, right? Check, check. I've done all my studies. I've taken my psychology classes. I've taken my um, sociology classes. I've taken my communication classes. Um, I've even taken... uh, digital media training around, um, us dating in a digital age, like what that Mm. looks like so that I can guide my clients more effectively when it comes to dating apps. And I know how to funnel you. If I'm messaging on behalf of my client and helping guide them, I know how to get you to the date quicker than they would if they were just messaging on their own. Mm. So, um, I've studied all areas of it. And then my research is what, yes, led me to my spicy method. But in addition to that, a lot of people are missing which all of actually qualifies me even more as the expert is the experience right i can study books all day long mm-hmm. but it's the application that really has also added to the expertise so not only have i applied my method to my life but then i also do daily case studies with my clients And studying and researching, okay, this worked when I guided them this way, this Mm -hmm. worked when I, you know, told him to execute this, this worked when I led them here. So then I'm able to look at my research and say like, okay, this data makes sense. This doesn't last element is the spirituality factor. It's not just science. And it's not just emotional. There's also the spirituality behind it. I am saved and I use some of that method in my practice. And what I mean by that is whether you're a believer or atheist or non-believer, um, if we look at the research around relationships, right? Pretty much a lot of the things that are uh, around relationship in the Bible, even if we look at like commandments or relationship experiences, um, I can find some type of data to support mm. that. And so um, if we if we really were to add all those elements together, right? Like the metaphysical science and then also my life experience, it's made for this very enriching Mm. life where I understand I'm put on this earth to help people become the best versions of themselves in solitude so that they can be in relationship or in relationship so they can reach relationship actualization.
2: So like hits, I
4: drink my own Kool Aid though. Remember, Wilson didn't drink his own Kool Aid.
2: But check this out though. You said, okay, your mission is to restore the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like Hitch, are you completely opposed to just dating for fun?
4: Right? Oh, no, for sure. You have or to go do you, through that phase. You
2: understand what I mean? Because yes. like, what if someone comes to you and say, you know what? I kind of just want to meet people so I could have fun and mingle. How do you approach that?
4: Okay, so you would not pay all the money that you're going to pay me mm-hmm. for that. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is, is I don't is need to help you get through uh, your whole phase. I don't need to help you get through your um, experimental phase. Mm-hmm. I am here when you are uh, at a point where you realize I've been successful.
1: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
4: Successful on every other area of my life okay. except for relationships. Mm-hmm. There's something that is blocking me. Let me figure out what that mm-hmm. is. There's something that's holding me back from reaching my ultimate relationship goals. And I can't quite figure out what it is. Is it me or is it who I'm choosing? Or like I get to the root of that for you.
2: What's the difference between a relationship expert and a therapist?
4: So therapy is going to tell you, um, or therapy is going to help you with self-awareness, okay? You're going to share your life experiences, and they're going to ask you questions that help guide you to certain epiphanies about yourself, Mm -hmm. okay? Oftentimes, though, we will have an epiphany. Maybe we realize, you know what, I have an anxious attachment style. Maybe we just realize that we are extremely insecure and uh, can oftentimes come off very needy in dating. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great therapist helped you get to that place. Me, I come in though, and the difference with me and a therapist is we go through self-awareness and after we have pinpointed why you are the way that you are, mm-hmm. right? Is that like environmental? Is it genetics? What were you predisposed to? Uh, is it your life experiences? All of those three things are the, uh, all of those three things are energy factors then we look at okay how do we now solve for this and then i'm holding your hand and holding you accountable as Mm -hmm. a coach to getting to the next steps Mm -hmm. so you have 24 7 access to me where with therapy it's like you you do your hour you you. came to this realization and now you're done with me i am very holding you accountable because no matter what you're going through you're reaching out to me as you're going through it so i actually implement the action plan with you in order to hold you accountable to achieving it
2: yeah now, I'd imagine, though, in, in something like dating and, and restoring a family, the results for everyone kind of looks different, right? So if I come to you, do your clients usually have a specific black and white result that they're looking for? Like, yeah, I want to find my husband in the next year, you know, <laughs> or is it more of a, yo, I just want to find someone I could kind of build with and, and then, you know, figure it out from there.
4: For sure. So everybody has different goals right? And that's why it's tailored to you. So if all three of you guys could come and it could look completely different in what your guys' goals are, but the SPICY method is going to be implemented every single time. So uh, based on what your goal is, okay, how can I help you achieve that? Mm -hmm. Majority of the times we will have a goal. And the reason we can't get there is usually because mindset and emotions Mm -hmm. are guiding us in a different direction that aren't helping us to make the behavioral change. Gotcha. So I'm helping connect the dots. And to your previous question, that's another reason that is very different from just therapy alone. Therapy is working on and focusing self-awareness. I'm working on self-actualization. Like mm. what does this behavioral change look like on a daily basis to get there?
3: Mm. So this is this is episode 2 essentially of <laughs> keeping it spicy. This will be the remix episode, right? The remix <laughs> for sure. <laughs> this is the remix <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> right? So in episode one, we talked about just how to keep our relationship spicy. Now we have spicy on. And it's some things that I, I, I just kind of want to get to the beginning of keeping it spicy. Because okay. when we talk about keeping it spicy, I feel like you, int- you, you immediately start to think about just how to keep your intimacy levels high. hmm so, where does the beginning of intimacy start for let's I'll give you a real case study. a couple that lives together and you see each other wake up, you see each other go to yeah. sleep, and you you experience the monotony of that relationship. Where does the how can you spark the intimacy in that?
4: Okay, so I think it's really important that we define spicy first, okay in your guys' definitions because I gave you my definition, right? Mm-hmm. But like as and this is just me understanding audience and what they're looking for. When you ask me questions like that, I can give you a general like, oh, this is a fun little sexy thing that you can do. But you guys were speaking to Spicy last time as what sounded like intimacy building exercises. When I was listening to you guys, I was like, oh, this is how we build intimacy. Mm -hmm. And what that was was you guys creating a safe place for you to bond with your partner, for you to share with your partner, and for you to make your partner feel vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes people will hear Spicy and they think that it's how do we kink up our sex life. Mm -hmm. So... Are we talking about kinky shit right now or are we talking about intimacy building?
2: Fellas. I think intimacy building. Yeah, I think intimacy building for sure. Like how to keep everything exciting. Not okay.
4: just not just sex. Not so just that, sex. Not just sex. Not just sex. Okay, so that would be passion in the relationship. Well,
5: well, I mean, we could talk about the sex too, though. I think I think our viewers. Well, I think that. that's part of
2: it. I, I, yeah. I think that's
4: part of it for we sure. We could we could cover it all. Um there is six levels of intimacy. So like, let's start with, okay. come on now. let's start with, come there. on okay. now. Hey, get, your okay. no, get your <laughs> notepads out. Get I your notepads out. As a society, um, we are very comfortable with uh, sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is getting busy. Um, that is you, you know, Having your, you know, your sexual flings or, you know, giving your body to someone. We're actually more comfortable with that than all the other areas of intimacy. So sexual intimacy is one. But that is uh, the last one that I usually tackle when I'm working with my clients. We go through first emotional intimacy, mm. which is actually the hardest for everybody. Uh, financial intimacy, which is you don't think that You don't hard. think that was hard? Equally as hard. However, oftentimes uh, you will... Be open to speaking about financial intimacy with self, not so much with partner. With emotional intimacy, oftentimes we're unaware that we are even emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. So you won't even have conversations with yourself when it comes to mm-hmm. right. So like you may have conversations in your head when it comes to your bank account. You see that receipt and you're like, you know what? I need to do better at da-da-da-da-da. But with emotional intimacy, you may be shut down and not even realize that you're not even allowing yourself to feel. So the reason why I say emotional is because society has also uh, allowed and given permission for uh, us to be a very like goal oriented, financially driven society versus emotional intimacy, I feel like is a new wave that we're now being empowered that our ancestors slash also our parents and our grandparents didn't get permission to be. They didn't Mm -hmm. get permission to be emotionally available. So I think it's a new skill set that we're learning versus financial intimacy. Money has been important since the beginning of time. So you're applauded with your financial intimacy. You're not so much applauded with your emotional intimacy. So that's why I, that's why I scale it or scored mm-hmm. it a little bit higher, yeah. but financial intimacy is pretty much there, right? If like 10 was, if, if 10 was the, the hardest when it came to emotional intimacy, financial intimacy would be right there at like a nine. So, um, financial intimacy, is the other one, uh, spiritual intimacy, mm-hmm. um, having those tough conversations about, uh, your faith and why do you believe the things that you believe? Yeah. Uh, we oftentimes will compromise that for relationship. Uh, the other element is recreational intimacy, and that's like the fun that you have with your partner. That's when like passion comes in. Um, and then the other element, which I told you early, is sexual intimacy the other element that i think that we forget that's really important is intellectual intimacy Mm -hmm. like can you respect this person's brain can you respect their mind can you learn from them a lot of us get with people who we can't learn from and then we're upset later like well he's not growing me or you know they're not growing as a person and it's like well you didn't really respect their mind to begin with you overlooked that because they were fun so oftentimes we don't cover all of the areas of intimacy and we are blinded by sexual intimacy that we don't even get to the other areas and prioritize them because the sexual intimacy is really good.
5: How does just keeping what, what Jalan said, Does a um a relationship, two people in a relationship. When you break down these levels of intimacy, these six levels, right? Mm-hmm. And when we want to me and my partner want to work on intimacy. Is there a, a specific one we should start on first? Mm-hmm. Is, do we like just t- tackle it like in like in a collective effort? Like, how do we go about building intimacy within our relationship? Yeah. Should we start somewhere specifically first? Or, like, how does that go?
4: Okay, so emotional intimacy is where I would say, like, let's start there. Mm -hmm. I actually recommend that before we have sex, (laughs) y'all. Because sex comes, and I'm telling you, the other stuff is hard to build. You don't even know who you signed up for. So then
5: what does that mean then? So emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy.
2: What are practical ways that we could get to that?
4: So understanding, right, first, if someone is, one, emotionally intelligent. So uh, what is their level of self-awareness? What is their level of self-regulation? Self-awareness is um, having your understanding about your emotions and how they show up in the world. self-regulation is how do I control this emotion in reaction to my environment and my partner's emotion? Mm -hmm. Most of us are very aware, in this moment I'm mad. What we can't do is override that emotion oftentimes Mm -hmm. and do what's best for the relationship versus what's best for ourselves. That Fs us up every time. So um, in addition to the emotional intelligence part, you're also going to go through um, what is my partner's uh, empathy and social skills and how they show up in this relationship. If we're not really paying attention to all these things because we're just going off of how does this person make me feel, you're not really getting a strong grasp on is this person not just emotional, because oftentimes we think we're emotionally available because we're emotional.
3: Mm.
4: that was not the same thing mm. <laughs> you just succumbed to your emotions that's a bar <laughs> that's a bar <laughs> to be emotionally available means um i am in tune with my emotions i understand my emotions and i'm going to give you the power to manage my emotions and i want to be responsible for you as, as well i want to allow you to have a safe place to share i want to be able to not just listen
0: hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster
4: And feel your emotions, but I also want to show that I care. Mm. So a great place to start is with the intimacy exercise of share, inquire, respond.
5: Mm. Oh, you giving away free game?
3: That's free games. Are you you giving away exercise? Only because it's you. Share, (laughs) inquire, respond. I paid for that. I paid for that. That's crazy. He
4: he he paid for that one for (laughs) y'all. That's crazy. Okay,
3: Okay. share, inquire, respond. Yeah. Okay. And and,
4: and let me tell you this: the reason why I can't give it is because. There's a difference between someone who hears it versus someone who comes to me and says, help me apply it. Right. You You guys can read all the books you want. You can listen to the podcast you want. You can. uh, I can spit game for days. Yeah. But you guys actually taking my advice.
2: Have to execute yeah
4: that's why they that's why they come to me yeah, because yeah. they're like "Well, look I know what I should be doing but I can't do it yeah so that's why I will too I'm like let me give you guys information at the end of the day I know my value and I know how hands-on I am with my approach
2: you should though to see the work yeah you should like I heard somebody say that if you um if you hold in the information and that means you don't know enough right? <laughs> oh, that's, <real. laughs> that's what I heard that's, that's, real. that's what I heard if you, if you keep the information yourself you don't know enough right so Nah, give it away. Cause my that's, hope that's, is
4: that whether you can, you know, a- afford my my program or not, that you would still take the tools and like at least try in your relationship, right? Because if it, my goal is to help you restore the family unit, that means that you need to show up in the relationship, like ready to do some work, mm. whether it's with me or not. I expect y'all to do the work.
3: So, in those, what was it? We said five levels, so of int- six. six levels six. of intimacy, right? Excuse me, six levels of intimacy. I think that's important to understand that it's six levels because when something is lacking in your relationship, mm-hmm. it, you can identify which level of intimacy yeah. is lacking. So with O saying emotional intimacy, right, emotional intimacy, sexual intimacy, I think as relationships go on yeah, and they are established, we are in a great place. The sexual intimacy can begin with to be one of those things that are lacking. I think in the dating space, sexual intimacy is not something that really is lacking yeah. like that. For sure, it's just it's not something that's yeah. lacking like that. But in a relationship, you could be hitting all five on the head but that sixth one and we're talking about sexual does the structure change when you're in a relationship or is that always the structure is sexual intimacy always something that easy to get to even when you're in a relationship you know three years five years ten years in
4: that's a good question and this is going to be a myth buster for you guys couples actually have more sex than singles i know that's hard to believe <laughs> but is that a fact but my man doesn't have to buy me dinner or fly me out to get the ass <laughs> <laughs> Literally, real. he doesn't got to do half of the stuff that you guys got to do or the <laughs> barriers that are put in place. So, it, so while it does feel like maybe you got more ass when you were single you know, and you were in the streets, couples actually have more sex than people who are uncoupled. But with that being said, I love that bitch. yes, the <laughs> sexual intimacy does fizzle out. Part of what happens in relationship, and let's like refer to um, your spicy relationship as passion, right? Part of why the passion, when it comes to relationship, fizzles out is because what you were desiring in the beginning, uh, the only way to create desire is to not have something satisfied. Mm. So there has to be something that's withheld. There has to be some mystery. There has to be something Mm -hmm. uh, uncertain. Yep. When we decide we're going to be in a committed relationship and make ourselves vulnerable to someone because we want security we want safety now we're in this safe place we know what to expect we know that we don't have have to worry anymore but some of that worry and that jealousy and some of that stress that was originally created is also congruent with passion so if you are in a relationship where like things are starting to fizzle out right understand that in my adolescence I would have chosen I'm just put it out there in my adolescence I would have chosen passion over security In my adulthood as a grown-ass woman, understanding how important relationship is, I'm choosing security all day. Because the difference is, is with the tools, you can teach passion. Mm -hmm. I can create... I could put a bed of roses out here. Y'all, let's just say you guys are my fellas and you're not romantic. I can create romance. I can create adrenaline in this relationship. What I can't create is security. I cannot make you guys honest, decent, good human, amazing communicators that are committed to me. So
2: when you say security though, I I thought when you said security at first, you were talking about, okay, financial financial security, you're just talking about just emotional security is somebody. Emotional and financial is a
4: part of it. Okay. Everybody has their own definition of security. I define it as needing both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just tell you straight up. I need to know that one, yes, you will give me your last dollar, but that also, you know how to make another one. And then two, I need to know that I am the priority when it comes to, um, being your top choice in relationship that you don't desire anybody else. I need to, I need to know that you want to okay. commit a relationship with me and it is about us. I got you. So when, it's, when I speak to security, I'm yep. talking about both of those things. I got you. Because when you are lacking without anything, right? When you're lacking uh, commitment, when you're lacking finances, when, when you start operating from a place of lack, you then are operating in a scarcity mindset and you'll do anything to get that mm-hmm. back. Yeah, you'll do anything when you are starved. You will take anything. You will digest anything. You will step outside of your true self and your core values Mm -hmm. and you become a beast. Wow. Okay. So I'm a I'm an advocate of boo. If you have security in the relationship, we can create the passion. We can create the spice. I have a very left brain, very uh, alpha masculine energy driven man. Not an ounce of romance. And I am perfectly okay with that because... Not he, an ounce he, of
2: romance from your man. No.
4: And I'm okay with that because he's he's married Spicy Madi, I'm going to be the romance. You okay. worry about the security. You mm. make sure I'm good emotionally. You mm. make sure that we are supported, that the, the home, the mortgage is paid, and that my emotional needs are met. I will bring the fire and desire. Okay,
2: but do you ever feel too much pressure to do that?
4: No. Because usually while you guys do, while you fellas do need that, your priority is always going to be... Um, Feeling like you are the protector and the provider. If you are a real man, um, you are always going to feel like I need to focus on achieving these Wait, certain goals. You said goals. real man. Did you say real man? I said she, real man. She said, that. She um, said that. She
2: said that. <laughs> she <laughs> said that. Right on the Yeah. yeah quit, so we not gonna, we're not going. We're not going to pull that layer back. Hey. Go ahead. Go <laughs> <Look, I'm>,
4: ahead.
1: <laughs> Carry I'm, I'm on. Carry on. <laughs> I
2: just want to make sure. I, you know. Okay.
4: And and what I mean by that is uh the 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 man who is honest with the fact that he is stronger right that he is the leader in the relationship and that that's what he desires Mm. that 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 the goal is to protect provide and make sure that uh me and my partner are well and that's also too if he has a feminine energy woman but
3: yo so in the first half I got cut off by the halftime. My bad, my bad. (laughs) I got cut off by the halftime. I was excited to get to this point. You said something that really sparked my interest. You said, as long as the mortgage is paid, you know, he's worrying about protecting, he's worried about providing, Mm -hmm. you'll bring the spice. You'll bring the sexual intimacy. You'll bring that. You'll bring the romance. And that made me think about healthy expectations in a relationship. for sure. I wanted to talk about healthy expectations in a relationship because a lot of times people say expectations will lead to frustrations you know, but when it, within a relationship, when are expectations and holding each other accountable for what you provide and what I provide? When is that just like? W- when should we talk about that? When is that something that's important?
4: Okay, ask me specifically. Well, in the dating phase, are you saying should we talk about expectations or no? Commit we relationship? committed
3: relationship. Okay, so
4: we're in a committed relationship. I think that you should always be checking in with your partner and reassessing: Am I satisfying you, or are you satisfying me? And so sometimes that's, once again, I love a good countenance for you guys. Sometimes that's just like making an appointment with your partner about discussing these things because we get so inundated with our everyday lives. Like we have so much going on that you do need to check in with each other the same way you would when it comes to like a review at work. You You guys do that for the YouTube channel. Like what did well, what didn't? Mm-hmm. You guys care about growing your numbers. I care about growing intimacy in the relationship. I'm gonna check in with my partner. So I think that you should constantly be asking like, where is my area of improvement and what about you? You don't have to say it in those words exactly. But um, I think that expectations jack you up when you have them and you don't communicate them. I okay. don't, it's not that I'm against expectations. I actually think that it's natural for us to have those. But if I don't communicate those to you or even allow a space of patience for you to try to execute those, I'm gonna be super hot. I'm gonna be disappointed every single time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that even when we ask our partner for something, we expect them to just execute. We don't give time for them to learn that thing, for them to grow in that area. We don't even massage the ego enough in order to get that. And so you started off with asking, uh, or me understanding like maybe what my expectations were for my husband and vice versa. At any point he could change those, right? He He can say like, you know what, I wanna take over the romance and you know, maybe you worry about like X, Y, and Z. That will have to be revisited. (laughs) Um, but this is not to say that you don't hold your partner accountable for the needs that you have. And oftentimes when I'm talking about, uh, us as women sitting in our feminine and bringing the passion to the relationship, a huge complaint.
3: What's popping guys? It's JG here from blowing smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries. And all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.
4: The will be that he's not passionate or he's not romantic. You are asking your man to transition into his feminine energy for you. And so with that, you were asking for something that, one, he may not be the best at executing. Can you help in that area if that is something that you truly desire, right? And I think that sometimes, uh, you guys are going to hate me for this, but sometimes we are unfair as a species because if the expectation was that maybe I'm really good at uh, male gender-driven things, and what I mean by that is in order to love me, if my husband's prerequisite in order for us to have a healthy relationship – was um, me helping him uh, with carpentry or me helping him with like uh, the, the transmission. You fail. What? I would be like. You, you <laughs> fail,
2: you guys wanna have a relationship.
4: Uh, yeah. I don't know. And there's not much that you guys ask us to uh, to do that requires us to sit in our masculine energy like gotcha. that. Where we ask you guys often, I want you to send your feminine energy for me. I want you to send my, your feminine energy for me. So which means you guys have to pivot back and forth and trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. versus I can either waste a lot of time being upset that you aren't feeding my love languages or I can make it very clear for you what those needs look like and even help contribute to providing those.
3: Mm.
4: So what I mean by that is, is when you have certain desires of your heart, we oftentimes really appreciate when our partner is just thoughtful on their own and figures those things out and surprises us however if there's something that you truly desire if you communicate the expectation and you give them an opportunity to execute right because you guys uh, if you're sitting in your masculine energy you guys like to win you guys like to how can i do go from a to z and finish this goal and then the return on my investment will be she will be happy Mm -hmm. and then therefore i get peace Mm -hmm. us as women make it very difficult sometimes because we're like well i don't want to tell you what to do i just want you to know what to do And then we throw a pity party because we didn't get it when all you had to do was just let him know and guide him there and give him, you know, an opportunity to do it. And so what will happen to the other element is we'll tell you over and over and you guys don't do it and then it becomes nagging and now we're the bad guy. Mm.
2: Do you feel like you ever have to change your messaging um, when you're speaking to women about? Hey, here's some things that can help you, right? And you're being brutally honest with mm-hmm. women. And you're saying things like, okay, well, all you got to really do is this for men and, you know, does it does it, and you get that pushback. I heard we were talking earlier, you were saying like if you say men are amazing, you're going to get all this pushback from women, right? Knowing that, does that help does that change your messaging or does that kind of make you go harder into into what you're saying?
4: So I think with any conversation, just communication, you have to know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. So I, based on who I'm talking to will assess, is this a masculine energy female or a feminine energy female based on what she actually likes and what she desires of her heart. Mm -hmm. And this is going to get a little complicated if she is a masculine, energy-driven female and she wants a masculine energy-driven man, she is going to be somewhat upset about what I have to say because there has to be a shift in energy for polarity mm, to happen. Mm. If she's a feminine energy woman or if she's just a masculine energy woman comfortable with a more feminine energy male beta, um, I have to tailor my message towards that and helping her achieve that as well. And oftentimes the problem when people don't haven't done the growth work is they, one, don't really know how they show up, and two, even how to get it. Mm -hmm. So based on who you are and what we derive at, that's when I can then guide you. But Mm -hmm. I don't just start off like spitting advice. It's first, let's assess who you are Mm -hmm. and what you want, and then are you even compatible with that? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are confused. They don't know. They're just going off of what they see on social media or what they maybe even saw at home growing up, but that doesn't really even serve them, and they aren't willing to bend in certain areas that they need to in order to even get what they want.
5: You mentioned the word polarity, and I noticed in your bio you have – you're trying to connect the superior man (laughs) to the superior woman, right? And I've recently been going back into the the way of the superior man. Good job. And he mentions polarity, right? So do you dig into the way of the superior man for your teachings for your clients? And
4: Absolutely. Um, one of my absolute favorite books, if you guys haven't read it, you should totally read The Way of the Superior Man. Um, what I am currently writing right now is my version of that for women to have a better understanding mm. of how we show up, right? I feel like that was like a great guide for you guys as men. Um, well, I feel like it's
5: a great guide for women too, though. But it so, does, get, that's what I was going to say. Yes.
4: Like a woman should read it too, because it gives insight into not just um, how she shows up, but also uh, what that energy will bring out in her partner if she behaves a certain way. And also too, the most People important thing. don't like thing. that
2: word though, behave. Um, you don't <laughs> tell women <laughs> to behave.
4: <laughs> I think I think it's important to understand your skill set and do you actually know how to motivate your partner to get your needs met? Um, do you actually understand what makes this person move? Do you understand really the power of energy management? And what I mean by that is if I do this thing, do will I get this reaction from you? If you don't know how to to facilitate that. If you don't know how to guide, you're going to be in a lot of trouble when it comes to relationship. Is this making sense? Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone of y'all ever heard of energy management? <laughs> no,
3: nah, I was going to say. I I've really never like, heard of that before. I really like energy management a Thank lot. Thank you.
4: I teach it in my practice. <laughs> nice. Okay. I think though, um, you should both have your list of ways to spice it up, right? So in revisiting um, the spicy sip jar, which was the spicy tip bowl that uh, you had done with your partner, Um, it is, okay, coming up with this list of things that you desire that you want to try with your partner, right? But in addition to that, we put an affirmation to remind them about how much we love them. Um, But when you have your list of like, why I'm open to this, and I want to try these things, you then ask your partner, like, are you comfortable with this? And do you want to try these things? And then we begin to actually... Execute those things, right? It's a negotiation. Well, yes, I'm willing to do that, but not that (laughs) I don't know
5: about that one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And
4: then we have permission to like say the same thing and have a conversation about it. But that conversation will look like hot and cold. It will look like, yep, I think that's hot. No, that's cold. Mm. And you will also do that. Physically, when it comes to touching, I believe in hot and cold. When you are in the dating process before you guys uh, have sex, you can play hot and cold. Or when you're in the relationship, you can play hot and cold where you guys lie each other down and you ask each other how something feels. Like, is this a turn on for you when I touch you here? Is this a turn on for you when I touch you here? So Mm. then you tell your partner hot or cold based on how it makes you feel. Mm. So you can always use hot and cold with anything, even when it comes to your finances. Like, uh, can I get that new purse? You're like, nah, cold, cold, cold. (laughs) Right? So um hot and cold can be used oftentimes with what you're comfortable or comfortable yeah comfortable with but taking a trip to pleasure chest and the reason why i say that one is because i take clients there and um Pleasure Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that an actual place? Yeah, it's an actual sh- place. Okay, um, I was about to say, because we don't have to open a pleasure chat. No, but <laughs> but it's, it's really awesome because they also have like um, comedy shows with comedians who come in and crack jokes about sex, right? It like, loosens up the ice. They also have uh, intimacy-building workshops where you actually get to do sexual yoga with your partner, and you can come and do... D- so you have boom. to actually, in order to get creative and boom, keep boom. the spice in the relationship, if you want passion, you have to really do some research if you're not a person who naturally is a creative yeah. right so as as long as you guys are fair with one another and you're not forcing your partner to do anything that they're not comfortable with
5: okay forcing on that yeah right if you're bringing things to your partner and it continued to like cold that's cold right
4: like not yeah. happening
5: cold 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 antarctica motherfucker. Yep. glacier cold yeah right Uh,
2: (laughs) Sub zero. zero.
5: at what point does like that partner have to compromise like if one Mm. partner continues to bring things and they continue to get shut down right that at some point has to become discouraging for one of those partners right so like how what does the the other partner do in that situation do they have to just be willing to do something they're not comfortable doing or how do they get over that hurdle within their relationship
4: that's a great question i think that it's always a negotiation. Mm-hmm. So like in, in, within my program uh, of SPICY, yes is the part that people actually score the lowest in when it comes to willingness to say yes to things, right? Because we have a fear of a lot of things, or maybe we get too comfortable, or maybe we just don't know how to advocate for our needs. So when you're dealing with a fear of the unknown, it can also sometimes create anxiety, So if your partner is approaching you about something and they're asking over and over and over, and now it just sounds like nagging, Mm -hmm. if it goes against your core values, your belief system, or um, it's going to make you even maybe disgusted with yourself, or maybe not even look at your partner the same, you have to stand firm in that. And what you do in response is a negotiation. Baby, you know what? I can't give you the threesome, but in exchange for that. We can make maybe a sex tape that only you and I get to see. Mm -hmm. You know, that's out of my comfort zone, but I am willing to do that because I love you and because I trust you. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to eat pussy. I I don't, maybe I don't have a desire to it, or, you know, (laughs) you won't let me maybe bring in an extra dick, so I don't think it's fair. Like there could be (laughs) all kinds of, you know, dialogue around this. Whatever your reason may be, I'm just using that as an example. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Example, you have to negotiate with your partner so that you guys can both walk out feeling like, well, at least I got something. And they can feel like, okay, well, at least I please him and I got my needs met in return. Mm -hmm. I think everything is about essentially compromise. Mm -hmm. But when we say compromise, I don't mean you get 100% of your need met and I suffer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get 50, I get 50. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, Spicy. Wait, you about to close it? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) yet. (laughs) (laughs) He's
4: like, we're just going to go over (laughs) time.
2: The spice is nice now. (laughs) Hey, so I need a script now. All right. So... Let's get real specific. Let's say you're a woman and your man is not pleasing you sexually. Okay. Okay. And you don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't want to bruise the ego. Mm-hmm. All right. But you really need him to step his game up and change whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's say he is not um, going down on you the way you would like. Mm-hmm. How do you bring that to his attention? Without bruising the ego and, and and hurting his feelings, like what are the what are the words you say? Like how do you open that that line of communication up?
4: Is this man a good listener?
2: Um, let's say he's a good Georgian? listener, but let's say he's really he he really thinks highly of himself. Mm, he ego, you Think he's putting it, yeah, okay. he he put it down. Let's say that. Mm.
4: Okay. Um. So we're always going to build a shit sandwich. Uh we're going to affirm him first and tell him what we really do love that he's doing in the bedroom. Okay, how he's overperforming. Um so babe, I think that it's incredible. I love the way that you grab my neck okay. and you pull my hair. Okay. I love when you smack my ass. Affirm I would first. even love it even more though <laughs> if you maybe licked my clit a little bit more this way um before you stuck it in. I'm just I'm going to be vulgar. Yeah, yeah, no, no.
5: Um, sure.
4: <laughs> um you, this is important. You, this right. Is important. Take notes, so, fellas. The party you, is around. Do you, think that, do you think that that's something that you will be open to, maybe performing a little oral like this? Okay. Um, and you would talk to him about essentially like what your need for the oral looks like, like what how you would like him to perform it. Okay. And he will give you, he will say yes or no. Okay. The reason, the, the question is very important afterwards following because he needs to make it, he needs to believe it's his decision. Mm-hmm. If I command it or I demand it and I didn't stroke your ego in advance, mm. um, all you're going to hear is the negative input that I'm giving. Mm. So I'm giving you the affirmation that I'm asking for your permission for something. You have to buy into it. Believe it's your idea. Mm. Say yes. And then I have to reward you afterwards for being open to the conversation. And once again, saying, oh, my God, I appreciate you being so open about this. Mm. Once again, I love how great the sex is. I love when you, you know, um, put me first and ravish me. Um, thank you, baby, for this conversation. Mm.
2: Now, as a, as a woman, how would, what would you want to hear a guy say to you? Right. Let's say, hey, yo, you're not riding me like the way I want you to ride me. Right. How do I, how do I break it to you <laughs> without hurting your feelings?
5: Could we just, we, we already established that women take it a lot harder than yeah, men. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah,
4: for sure. Um, so, and I it, can even give you, like, my personal example. Okay, uh, go then. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my personal example. Um, I didn't, I thought that, I was the mom at riding um, <laughs> prior to my husband. Um, he actually taught me how to ride. So f- fortunately, because I did the check-ins, I was able to say like, is there anything I can improve upon? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to have a dialogue around the conversation of my performance. Right. So like mm-hmm. he did, he definitely affirmed me and was like, baby, I think it's the most sexiest thing in the world. Um, are you comfortable with me guiding your hips next time we do it? Mm. So he didn't necessarily give me the constructive criticism. He allowed me to buy into giving him permission to instruct me in the midst of it. And I was leader. like, yeah, absolutely. Tell me what you want me to do Amazing. when we do mm-hmm. it.
2: Great leader. Yeah.
5: Yes.
4: Awesome. When I tell you I have the superior man, y'all.
2: Hmm. Did, that, did that like hurt your ego a little bit at first though?
4: Well, I, or so let me say this. Yes, because at first it was a like, Hmm, so I must not be performing that well. Um, but because the goal is to be better, mm-hmm. I overrode that emotion for mm-hmm, what I serves the greater good of the relationship. And maybe I'm not b- busting as well as I could be. And because I trust him, and his leadership, I was able to say, like, this isn't so much about me, it's about him and the experience that he's yeah. giving, right? Because oftentimes when we get constructive feedback, we internalize it yeah. and we don't like it because it goes against our self-image, gotcha. right? I believe myself to be amazing at this and mm. you don't believe that and that is hurting my ego. Mm. So if you can stop for a second and say, like, why does this bother me versus um And not reacting to that. It's okay to have something bother you, but not reacting in a way that doesn't serve. Mm. So upon him presenting that to me, I was like, absolutely, because I want to be better at this thing. And then he did instruct me and I was like, oh, this is the best. Mm. I thought that I could really get it popping. And I was actually lazy in my performance. Okay. Is it making sense? It's
2: yeah. Making yeah. A lot okay. Of sense. <laughs> it's great because there's two things that people struggle with sexually. It's like, yo, like, I really don't like how she does that, but I don't know how to tell her. Right. Or like, I really doesn't like don't like how he does it, I don't even know how to tell him, so... Just hearing that, I'm pretty sure people, hopefully, people are taking notes. In a yeah. perfect
4: world, you would love your partner to be able to instruct you off the jump automatically why it's happening. That's usually if you do it in a loving way, a safe yeah. place. But um, you will get your person in your head in that moment yeah. if the moaning and the ooing and the eyeing aren't enough signals and cues for them. Mm. So you table the conversation for when they're open to receiving I it. Got you.
2: Mm. Okay. Mm. Did you want to um, say something? No,
3: no, nah, nah, I'm good. You sure? Um, yeah. We good?
2: Yeah, Yo, yeah. Spicy, Um. so really quick, before we get out of here, I know you got two courses. You got, or is it more than two courses? I, know I have you the 90-day
4: program, then have the six-week course.
2: Okay, and then the 90-day is a self-guided?
4: 90-day is working directly with me. So the 90-day is, like, you are ready to immerse your life and have love uh, within 90 days. Like, okay. let's go get it. Okay. The um, And that's for couples as well. Like, the couples counseling is also 90 days. Mm. The uh, Spicy e-course is for um, people who want, like, The information digested at an accelerated rate in a classroom setting.
2: So singles and couples have different courses? Singles
4: and couples, uh, everybody gets the spicy method. Okay. But the singles and couples always, if they're doing me hands-on, are going to do 90 days. Okay. But then I also have a six-week class that's in a group setting for people who can't maybe necessarily – afford the one-on-one yeah yeah right so there's a huge price difference i'm okay. not gonna lie about that <laughs> where
2: can uh where can everybody find you
4: you guys can go to thespicylife.com. um you guys can also listen to my podcast the spicy life where i'm giving relationship advice and interviewing other uh relationship professionals in my industry uh and you can also go to um yeah my youtube of course but you can always play with my twitter or stroke my ig at spicy Mari.
2: Okay. Well spicy, listen, thank you for the amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was so Thank you guys for asking your right questions. Uh, so informative, so spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of <laughs> fact, it one was...
3: more time, tell us what
2: spicy stands for again. One more time. Self,
4: passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes.
2: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And I hope you guys really took notes. I know I'm gonna watch this episode back <laughs> until I die. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> so, but uh thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys Um, follow us on all social platforms, subscribe to our channels on YouTube and all major podcasts, streaming platforms at Nice and Eat the Podcast. Um, let us know what you thought about the episode, drop in the comments right now. What was your, what was your favorite part? And you damn sure, damn sure better follow spicy because, um, if you don't, man, you are missing out big time. All right, but uh appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Much love, much gratitude. I'm Duke. I'm
3: Omar. I'm Jalan.
4: And I'm Spicy Mighty.
3: And this was another episode of Nice and Neat, and that's that hey on you. that. Peace. I'll
4: be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to
2: never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother again, over now, I no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or us get left behind. Yeah. To the honest pleasure, Legion's. I
3: stand. I'm going for
0: four. Hey there.